The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton, and I thank you for joining us today. I want to talk about funding human trafficking education that's accountable and realistic. You can probably tell I got my dander up here going. But uh, it's an interesting thing that is happening. I read an article this week that really got me to thinking. Now, I do a huge amount of research. Uh, Those of you who know me, I look at all kinds of things, uh, technology and money laundering and gangs and cartels and all kinds of human trafficking, sextortion, child pornography, all of these kinds of things. I'm always looking for trends. That is where uh, really our forte is. I've looked at tens of thousands of articles over the years of doing this. I've been doing it since 2008, so well into 12 years, and I've I've seen tens of thousands of different kinds of cases, and my role has been in this role has been quite a bit different than many of the human trafficking organizations that are out there combating human trafficking. I've never been good at being an activist, uh, just not my thing. Uh, you know, I'm not against other people doing it, but you know, with few exceptions, I don't uh, see the value necessarily of m- marching up and down a street with a sign that says modern day slavery on it. I think most people uh, do not understand the complexity of the issue, and it is a complex issue. And uh, it is an interesting place in history and our society when you begin to mix crime and law enforcement, crime solving with the general public. Now, there's always been some level of that as we educate our kids, don't take candy from strangers and just say no to drugs and things like that. But this particular crime from the get-go kind of matured with the idea that we need to train the public and involve the public so that they can solve this crime. And I'm not being critical of that. I'm just uh, laying the groundwork if you're wondering where I'm going on this. This particular article uh, came out this week, um, written by uh, Michael Hobbs. I have no idea who that is, but uh, human trafficking awareness campaigns are feeding a dangerous myth. Kids are not being smuggled through airports, and no one is trying to kidnap you at the grocery store. That's the headline on it. Michael Hobbs, H-O-B-B-E-S. I don't know Michael. Uh, this isn't personal at all. But it got me to thinking. I agreed with quite a few things in his articles, and I disagreed with quite a few things. But we're all human. We all have a right to our uh attitude. (laughs) We all have an attitude. Okay, so we have a right to, but I think that it's an important conversation for you to have as first responders and also uh, people who are activists, people who want to do something about this, 
to say what on earth is the reality of this situation because it has evolved and it's matured and uh, and it will continue to mature. In fact, many of you know I travel across the U.S. One of the things that I talk about is where is this going and how do we assist in crime and crime solving of these of these crimes that are getting much more complex. It's getting complex because of technology. We're getting things like um, uh, artificial intelligence and encryption and cryptocurrency and the dark web. And all of these things are coming together, accessing our kids with mass audience live streaming apps, things like Live.me and Like and TikTok, and it will continue on. As all of those converge, this crime is going to become extremely complex, very complex for law enforcement to handle and very complex to combat. And so that is really where I've kind of matured into after years of watching this evolve. But what I find here is that we've been doing this prevention and intervention. I am totally against awareness. Awareness just puts the fear in you. You go, oh, my God, that's awful, and you all go home. Well, if you're going to do that, don't do it because there's no use messing up your, your psyche over something that you can't do anything about. Uh, I believe that awareness is really okay. You need to know it's there, I suppose, but we need programs for prevention and intervention. Now, when I talk about this, I talk about more than human trafficking. We're talking about sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography. I believe there's a nexus there. The same as there's a convergence of uh, convergence of uh, these technologies that are going to make crime solving difficult, you will see a convergence of sextortion and even child pornography because a lot of sextortionists Uh, are soliciting those photos because they're child pornographers. They don't want to just make money off of them. They enjoy them. They build large libraries of these photos. And so um, there will be a kind of a coming together of social media exploitation, which results in our kids having their first sexual experience be a uh, shame-based experience. It will change who they are for the rest of their lives. So what you see is our kids that are going out there in these mass audience live streaming, they're getting access by total strangers because they want a million followers or a million likes. And then they get seduced into sending a photo and then they get shamed and they begin to change their self-perception. The reason that's so important to understand is that a minimum of 70% of sex trafficking victims were previously sexually violated. I am concerned. Those of you who follow me know that I believe that sextortion is not only feeding the global epidemic of child pornography, but creating a superhighway of future sex trafficking victims. So it is worth taking on, uh, regardless of all the melodrama out there, the organizations, the fundraising, and all that is doing. It is a reality that we have a societal shift. Isn't that interesting? I wrote a book about that. As this is going forward and take and uh, turning into our kids being much more easily to be seduced into further sexual exploitation. 
So we have been educating about that. I, I believe that uh, I was looking at my numbers a while back. I believe that I'm nearing 400,000 people that I've talked to uh, one way or the other that's trackable. And in looking at that so that we can educate them about the reality of this. But the last thing I want to do is be melodramatic for the purpose of raising money. Now, that's kind of sad because I'm a small organization. <laughs> and if there's anybody who needs to raise money, it's me. Okay. And apparently I'm quite lousy at it because I see all these organizations out there raising five. I heard one company bragging about raising five million bucks from churches. And I'm over here beating the streets trying to get a thousand dollars somewhere so we can keep this going and do the real work. And that person didn't even have a safe house. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, stuff going on in the name of fundraising out there of vigilante activity and, you know, people preying on on pulling at people's heartstrings about how bad it is and give money and like that. And, and uh, I just think we need to have one of those come to reality moments. OK, and that's what this show is all about. I want to talk about the reality of what is going on out there. When we started, there were a handful of organizations, and we tried to be accountable and make sure that, and in fact, I still do. I I give the lowest numbers. Some people think 90% of victims are sex trafficked. Some people think that uh, that uh, one out of five kids who run away are victims of sex trafficking in the first 48 hours. I I recently heard the number six. I usually use seven. I try to go for the less melodramatic. It isn't about the melodrama. It's about the reality of what this crime is all about and crafting and creating real sustainable solutions that will help us do prevention and intervention and keep kids and our adult people out of this so that they don't get violated. And that, I believe, is really our calling in there. I believe that there are now well over 200 organizations just in Orange County and L.A. County and Southern California, maybe in in all of California, sharing the message of sexual exploitation. I am for those organizations as long as they do it legitimately and they're honest in what they're saying and they're fundraising. Most of them are great organizations that are dedicated to either bringing awareness or organizing marches or supporting victims. However, the bottom line for all of this is these are nonprofit organizations that have to raise money. And what we're starting to see is very little accountability. And we're also seeing this politicized, and it's very troubling to me. One of the things that I'm seeing is because President Trump signed an anti-trafficking bill uh, about a week, week and a half ago, and he put some funding to it. I doubt that it'll trickle down to this little place, but it, it put some funding to it. But suddenly what we're seeing is that several of the organizations chose not to participate because it's Donald Trump. And they don't believe in that. So you say, wait a minute, you know, are these people being violated or aren't they? And if the president is putting money out there, even if it's a president you don't support, wouldn't you want to continue to tell this message? In fact, what we're starting to see are articles 
that suggest in there that this isn't true, that human trafficking is a, something of a myth and it's a dangerous myth. Well, there are facts out there that are not true, and we're going to cover those in the next segment. But that does not mean we throw the baby out with the bath, even if you don't go along with this political party. Human trafficking is a standalone concept that is happening greater than and outside of all politics. So beware of a lot of these pieces that are being written here about human trafficking being a myth and start to read them carefully and see what their ulterior motive is. I would invite you to do that. My name is Opal Singleton. It's Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I'd ask you to stand by. We're going to take a break and we'll be by right back. Thanks. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to 
access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about funding human trafficking education that is accountable and realistic. We were talking before the break there that this uh, particular subject has found its way into politics and will most likely be part of the whole election process as it's out there. So I would caution you as you read all of these various articles to really you know, search for the truth in them. What is the motive of the writer and what is their perspective? And uh, take that into consideration because this is an election year and this is already starting to be politicized. And I'm kind of concerned about that very uh, message. A couple, three, actually probably a month ago, I did a show here. Uh, One of the comments on there was all about how real this is as far as for instance, naked photos on the Internet. And by the way, it is absolutely real. It's realistic uh, came out. Facebook uh, issued a, a statement this week about the number of millions of photos that they are having to take off their apps. You know, well, I, I just digress with that for a minute. This app company is being held responsible on Capitol Hill because they put it out there. And they are responsible for any minors that put their naked photo on there. Where the hell are the parents? Sorry, I I had to say that. You know, you're supposed to be a certain age, and at some point, who's watching the hen house here? Who's watching the the home front? If they've got 45 million photos on Facebook alone of teenagers who are putting their naked photo on there, there's not even 45 million teenagers on Facebook, I would guess. Less than 5% are, of uh, Facebook users are under 18. But my point is you get on an app like TikTok where they're, they've got TikTok thought, and all of them are blaming the app company. Well, you know, you know, that's kind of like having your kid go on the bus and twerk and strip, but you're going to blame RTA. You know, <laughs> who is doing the twerking and stripping? And where are the folks? And where are the where is the moral fortitude kind of fight going on at home? I don't know. It's like everybody's given up on this thing. But when or where it was headed on the election discussion is that I keep seeing all these articles with these enormous numbers on them about sextortion or human trafficking. And so what I would tell you is take a look at those numbers and see who they are coming from. 
are they based on real hotline statistics? Are they based on some research that is valuable and uh, important and sustainable and trackable and like that? Or is it just somebody throwing numbers out there? I say that because a while back, the New York Times, which we all know hates Donald Trump, was quoting these huge numbers out there. And and it, I said, holy cow, where are they getting those numbers? And I read down in the article and it said, according to sources who know. Well, hello, I'm a source who knows. I don't know everything, but I'm a source who knows some of it. And those numbers do not seem right. If you're reading articles that seem outrageous and they say, according to sources who know or experts in the business, and they're not willing to give you the hard facts and and substantiate their research study, I would run, not walk away from that organization and never trust them again because there needs to be accountability. This is a very serious subject about human exploitation, and we cannot afford to have people out there just throwing out enormous numbers. Now, here's one of the challenges. People do want statistics on this. How do you get them? In this article that I was reading that kind of set me off, they were giving the number of hotline calls for National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That's an excellent organization, by the way. It's called NECMEC for short, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. It's John Walsh's original one from America's Most Wanted and a very, very reputable company and hardworking. Uh, the president is John Clark's doing an excellent job there. And, uh, and they are someone that you can believe and trust. But here's the problem with all of the numbers that come out. They seem kind of low. In this case, in 2018, they had just under 11,000 human trafficking uh, hotline calls. Well, they're not the only one. That's one of the problems. They have NECMEC, which is Polaris also. You have uh, Homeland Security. You have each individual task force has these. Each individual law enforcement agency takes calls. So there isn't a consolidation point where you can say this is the total number of human trafficking calls. That is one of the first problems that you have. The second The second problem is just because they call it in doesn't make it a real case. Most of the calls that they receive are not uh, solid, real cases. In fact, one of the problems of putting this out to the public is you get all kinds of crank calls uh, going on out there by well-meaning people. I'm not putting down the caller in any way, shape, or form. Do not ever hesitate to call one of those hotlines if you think that you're seeing sex trafficking or sex extortion. However, the truth is a lot of their calls are not valid uh, enough information to be a valid case. So that is one of the problems is there's not one single silo where you can track how all of this goes. On top of it, human trafficking is defined differently by different penal codes in different states across the United States. And so even those numbers are not going to be accurate because you have human trafficking 
bills that are different and define it differently in different states. You have pandering, that is making money off of uh, off of uh, prostitution. You have prostitution. You have solicitation. You have sexual exploitation. Sometimes it ends up as a domestic violence case. Um, you have uh, child pornography, which can end up in sextortion. And uh, so it is very difficult to get any kind of realistic numbers and be able to come out and say, okay, this year we have, you know, 187,000 cases, but we're going to reduce it down to 125,000 next year. It is not that simple, quite frankly. What I can tell you, it is absolutely prevalent, but not the way so many of these people are describing it. So that is one of the problems. There's also a problem here with the fact they even, uh, in this particular article that kind of set me off here, there's even a distortion in their own article about these leads that are coming in because they were giving a number. I can't get my hands on it right now, but some huge number of these were coming in from foster care. And so their indication was is that it's a very isolated problem. Well, you have to be careful of that because think about the way you have to report. If you're in foster care, you are a ward of the state. You belong to the government, and the government has rules and regulations on how to report missing and runaway kids. That is the reason why when you look at this hotline, this missing NECMEX hotline, you're going to find that 60 to 70% of the runaway kids come from foster care. Well, if you just take that at face value, you go, oh, my gosh, everything's bad. But when you think about it, there is a lot of kids who run away that never get reported to NECMEC. Only those that are mandated, mandated reporters by law are being reported and a few of the private parties. So this is where I caution you where these numbers aren't always accurate. How on earth do we get an accurate assessment of where we're at? Well, you know, align yourself with your local task force. I'm the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. One of my charters working with BGA uh, Department of Justice is to train other task forces, help them get set up, get them prepared, understand the trends in trafficking and how to, how different uh, entities of the public can interact with the task force. So if you want the reality of what's happening, be careful what organization you align with and take a look at their statistics and what they are really doing about it. I am, for one, a firm believer in an organization that conducts prevention and intervention out there. I, I will tell you, it's harder than heck to raise money. Nobody wants to give you money for what didn't happen. Everybody wants to fund victim services, and we have, you know, and, and that is a, a good and noble cause. There is quite a bit of money for victim services out there. There will never be enough money for victim services because those victims are highly, highly violated. But we need a lot more money towards prevention and intervention. There is almost very little opportunity out there for us to get that funding. And I say to myself, why let a person be violated? Why let them become a statistic and destroy their lives if we can educate against it? And we've been doing that now for well over 10 years. And I can tell you, kids don't want to be violated. 
They just need the tools to understand how all this works so that they don't get violated. And what's really refreshing is if you teach them, they teach their younger brothers and sisters on how to use technology in a way that's respectful and full of responsibility. It is worth the effort to do that. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We're up against the break, so I'm going to ask you to stay with us. We are going to get deep in the weeds of how serious is this really across the United States for human trafficking. Be with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child's safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton and we are talking about the responsible funding of human trafficking education that is accountable. I got set off by this article uh, that I read in uh that I talked about earlier in this show, human trafficking awareness campaigns are feeding a dangerous myth. I don't disagree with a lot that is being said in there, and I'd really like to elaborate on one of this. This is a unique crime. You know, usually you have a stolen vehicle. They come out, they take a report, everybody goes home, they file a uh, claim, and it's over. Burglary, the same kind of thing. Shoplifting, the same kind of thing. But this crime is a difficult crime because the victim is often complicit. They don't mean to be, but they've been groomed. And so how do we actually do responsible education in a way to prepare the community to actually be able to do something about this? And this is very important to understand. There's all kinds of things that go on out there in the name of human trafficking education. Uh, I see all of these stories about kidnapping, you know, uh, people leaving notes on your car so that you can divert you and then kidnap you. Kidnapping is and needs to be acknowledged. It can happen. It has been going on for many, many years, even before we had human trafficking organizations. So, you know, it's always good to be safe out there. Don't... uh, don't walk alone at night, uh, you know, be, be aware of your circumstances and watch out for kidnapping. I get that. It's, uh, you know, if I would, quite frankly, as a child, I was a, a person that was almost kidnapped, um, came very close. I was about seven. And uh, so that idea of kidnapping has been going on for a long time. I'm not going to say it never happens. It does happen, but it's not the norm in the grooming process for human trafficking. Uh, So to have all of this thing where you keep the public paranoid all the time about is your child going to be kidnapped and sold into slavery um, seems excessive to me. Now, we all need to be aware there are bad guys who kidnap, okay? But the number of cases that we have that are generated from kidnapping versus being groomed into it are relatively minor. Now, I don't mean minor like not important, but certainly statistically uh, not at the top of the list. What you see, and most of you know this that follow this show, I've written a book called Seduce, the Grooming of America's Teenagers. The victim actually engages in this, and they fall in love, especially with social media. 90% of our cases are gang-related. Now, I want to point that out because how do you educate the public to be aware of human trafficking and assist with it when your cases are absolutely violent? I am, for one, one to tell you to report, but do not get involved. It is, uh, you know, this thing of constantly coming up with programs where you're out there on the street. You're waiting at the motel to get the cartel kind of thing. You're out there taking on the pimp. I don't think is for amateurs. Uh, I see our cases. 
all you have to do is follow me and kids on Facebook. These people slam these kids' head into toilet seats to the point where the toilet seat breaks. They cut them. They burn them. They electrocute them. These are gangs, and some of the gangs are connected to cartels. So this is not a place for amateurs, and I would be the last person to suggest that you take uh, note of this and start to go in and get involved. That is one of the challenges of this particular business is that we are educating you, but we want to educate you to report, not intervene. This is really uh, serious when you start to do this. When you look at the cases that Riverside County has, most of those cases took a year to develop. They're large-scale cases. They, they involve multiple girls. Now, it did start with the lead from one girl. So that is why I train you, because I need those leads. You need those leads. Human trafficking task forces all across America need those leads. But I would also say that to be careful in your accountability of how people get involved. Some people don't have the best judgment, and they start charging in there kind of uh, doing things that that are highly dangerous. We don't want the public doing that. The other challenge there is, is that you basically are evaluating somebody else's life. Now, what I know about personal evaluation is you evaluate other people based on your own perspective. So if you've had some incident in your life, you're more likely to see that happening in other people's lives. And the, the challenge here is that with all the, the hype going on out there, that people are uh, getting involved in reporting situations and actually taking action that, in fact, are not trafficking. And uh, that was one of the points that your Mr. Uh, Michael Hobbs was referring to there. He was talking about a scenario playing out in transit hubs across the, the country Last September, flight attendants accused a white adoptive father of trafficking his black 12-year-old son. In 2018, or excuse me, 2015, an eight-member Korean pop group was detained at LAX for 15 hours under suspicion they were trafficked sex workers, and on and on and on. They talk about an Uber case here. Uh, James Moet, a Brooklyn-based product manager, was visiting San Diego with his husband, his husband, that would mean he's gay, and woke up to to police knocking on his hotel room door. His Uber driver the previous night had peppered them with questions about their baby, especially the whereabouts of the boy's mother. After he dropped them at the hotel, he had reported them for trafficking their son. And it goes on to say it's a gay parent's worth nightmare, someone asking you to prove that it's really your baby. Luckily, he was traveling with his son's passport, and the police didn't press him for any more documentation. So those are some of the counter uh, discussions in here. By training the public, we are opening the door to a lot of things. I believe that it's important that we understand the crime and we know how to report the crime, but that we are also teach people to be careful because we're not dealing with the nicest of people here. These pimps play for keeps. And the last thing I would ever want to do is educate a person and ask them to get involved in this in a way that they might be putting themselves in harm's way. So 
it's a difficult crime in that matter. The other thing that was said in this article that kind of I kind of took uh, a difference with, let's just put it that way, we're all entitled to our opinion, is they were saying, well, it's mostly just at-risk kids. It's not that big a deal. It's just those at-risk kids. Hello. Yeah, at-risk kids are as important as any other kid. However, I don't necessarily agree with that. I would have agreed with that five years ago. It is true that homeless, runaway, pregnant, and foster kids are the highest risk kids. But one of the things that I will tell you in the book Societal Shift is we are seeing a societal shift on who's the victim. Because what is happening is wonderful kids from two-parent households who have plenty of money are given all kinds of technology and they go online and they go on a dating site and they fall in love with a person they normally would never meet, never be exposed to. And they get that fantasy relationship. They go out and they begin to meet up with that person and their lives will change. So, yes, it is foster, homeless, runaway, and pregnant kids. It is. And we need to focus on assisting those kids, educating them, shoring them up. But we cannot turn a blind eye that with the convergence of all this technology, that profile of that victim is changing. And we need to acknowledge that. I think that's absolutely critical. I also think that we need to back up and take a look of why foster kids are so vulnerable. Because of the fact that that system is broken. Those kids are raised without an anchor relationship. They don't have one person that believes in them that they can turn to over and over and that will accept them even if they make mistakes. The very nature of the foster system is they're placed in a home and once they screw up, they get moved to another location. And this makes it very difficult because as you go through puberty and you're starting to get your identity and the state of California gives you a cell phone and you don't have an anchor relationship, you are going to use that cell phone to find one. It is that simple. And that will make you susceptible to being trafficked. This is why Million Kids does what we do. And this is why it's important in the funding of the human trafficking education that we get to the crux of the problem and begin to say, what can we really do? You know, we don't want civilians out there at the motel taking on the cartel. That is not a smart thing to do. But what we can do is start from the ground up and take a look at how do we educate our kids about how the Internet is made, how it is used by pedophiles, how it can be used for good, and where naked photos go when you hit send. When you do that, kids all of a sudden get it, that that is how they are vulnerable And they don't want to be vulnerable. And we can make leaders out of our kids. That is the responsible funding of education that is accountable to combat human trafficking in the U.S. Educate parents, educate kids about how all this works. But more important, the power of self-worth and self-image and self-esteem in standing against a predator and not playing games on a dating site where they're going to get seduced. That is a responsible use of your education donation. This is Opal Singleton. The show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. It's that famous break, folks. I'm going to ask you to stay with us. We're going to be right back as we close this out. Stay with us. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about funding human trafficking education in a way that is accountable. I want to also address something that's happening in our industry, and uh, I just want to give you some insight. You can make up your own mind. But there has been a plethora, if you will, big word for me, uh, out there of organizations that are basically vigilante or um, at least conducting uh, investigations outside of law enforcement. There are various organizations, some of them are much better than others, where they will have retired uh, Navy SEALs or retired uh, military or retired law enforcement that are doing their own investigations, and they will even suggest that they are going out and uh, rescuing the child and bringing the child home. And, uh, And a couple of them have gone so far as to say they have law enforcement standing by, and they will just hand them a completed case. Well, be careful of that, okay? Now, there are some good ones out there, but basically what I want you to do is understand what you're funding, and I think you need to ask those questions because many of these cases, think about this, in order for you to be able to rescue the girl and actually get a case, it's important that you follow the rule of law, that you get a search warrant, that you have documentable uh, trackability in your investigation so that when you go to a judge and you get a search warrant and you get in a court of law, you have evidence that's acceptable that can actually convict that guy or girl. If you don't have that, what you've got is a victim who gets rescued and then gets retaken back by that pimp and beaten even worse. So all of these sound really, really good. There are cases, uh, you know, truthfully, our task force, we've just doubled the size of our task force, and that means we're going to have over 10 officers just in Riverside County covering 7,200 square miles. But many of these cases are very large, and they take a year or so of undercover kind of work, jail call monitoring and uh, going and observation and uh, cell phone tapping and things that require a rule of law, you're not going to get that from a private investigator. Many of those organizations, what they're really asking you to do is fund private investigation activity for people who maybe cannot afford it. And that is basically what is happening. They'll have a, a girl who maybe has gone to Mexico and there is certainly room for those kinds of activities. So these these task forces can't get everything out there. But you should recognize that what you're really doing is finding a private investigator. You're not building a human trafficking case because I don't know any law enforcement agency that's standing by waiting for a private investigator to hand them a bona fide case. There could be a few but I would say that's not the norm. So in those cases, you know, recovery of the girl is important if you can keep her, but you want to make sure whatever organization you're doing, do your due diligence. Have How many cases have they prosecuted? Talk to the agencies they're actually working for. Are they able to get rule of law, chain of evidence in there? Or are they? Are you simply funding a private investigator? I'm not against it. You just need to know what you're funding. Well, all of this is to say that this industry has matured greatly. 
all of us have a role to play, and there are many fine organizations out there doing really great work that need your funding, including Million Kids. For me, my passion is prevention and intervention. It ca- The return on investment of keeping a kid out of it is so much greater than the thousands and tens of thousands of dollars it takes to take a few victims and try to rebuild them. So can't we take this on in a reasonable manner that is based on facts, that is based on reality, and based on a way that you can truly get involved? I believe that's absolutely important. I'm going to close this with just uh, reminding you that we are in the process of making a documentary. We're two-thirds of the way there in our funding. We're $100,000 short, and we believe God will provide that. I want to make a documentary about how the Internet is made. It will not be about sex trafficking. There are already probably at least 50 documentaries out there on that. I want a documentary about how the Internet's made, how these new converging technologies will be uh, an absolute opportunity for our kids, but they're also the greatest danger our kids have ever faced. And we need to prepare our kids on how to to protect themselves and their younger generation, their younger brothers and sisters on how that is used in a way that that they can stay safe out there and not become victims of sex extortion or be lured into sex trafficking. Their odds of being kidnapped are much smaller than their odds of meeting a total stranger on the Internet, falling in love, sneaking off, sending a naked picture, and their lives will change forever. So if you want an equitable way, an accountable way for you to get involved and engage and combat human trafficking, consider prevention and intervention and I would say consider Million Kids you can do that by going to millionkids.org that is M-I-L-L-I-O-N millionkids.org by the way we're not one millionkids.org we just found out there's another corporation called One Million Kids that does something similar and uh, and we are not that organization. We have been in business 13 years. We're a gold star, guide star corporation called Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org. I'd encourage you to go to millionkids.org and hit that donate button. Also, contact me, opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. And tell me your thoughts on all of this. If you want to find out how to effectively fund human trafficking education, sit down with me and let's hash this out. It, we have been accountable for 13 years now, and we, we make our dollars work. I don't want any civilian out there at the motel taking on the cartel. We don't need to be doing that. We don't need to inflate the numbers to make this thing serious. It is serious by its own right. We don't have to be melodramatic in order to be able to enlarge the problem. We don't have to take you through all the horrible abuse. What we have to do is literally give you the truth, give you the facts, and be accountable so that you can engage in educating your kids, your grandkids, educating law enforcement and first responders and social workers so that we can keep our kids safe from predators. This is Opal Singleton. I'll hope you support our work at millionkids.org. We're uh, at the end of the show. I hope it's been helpful, and we will see you next Thursday morning, 7 a.m. California time. You folks have a great week. 
Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.